Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Footer Tackle Podcast. I'm your host, Aris Matakos, and we are done. Group stage done. Um, it's been it's been a long twelve days, I think I should say, um, a pretty long twelve days. But we're we're done the group stage, and um, yeah, it was it's it it started pretty it started pretty meh. I mean, if we go all the way back to to Qatar Senegal, uh, no, to Qatar Ecuador, which felt like like felt like forty years ago, um, and now we we speak on what happened last night or what happened this morning, I should say. And it feels like a completely different world, but we're here nonetheless. Um, we are back again for another day. I hope everyone is well. Hope the hope everyone, yeah, hope everyone's all up to day straight everyone nicely. Um, and yes, if for those wondering, the nerves are kicking in. Um, we will speak about Australia, Argentina um, at the back end of this podcast. I've got a lot to cover. I've got a lot to cover. I want because I want to speak about. I want to speak about what happened last night. I want to speak about. Um, I want to speak about what happened with Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea, and then even Serbia, um, Switzerland, right? I want to speak about them. I want to speak about, I want to do my group stage reaction, or my, my reacting to my group stage predictions, hence the title. And I want to do, I want to preview the, the, the two round 16 games. And I don't have a lot of time to do it because I slept in. Um, it's currently 11.30, which means if you do the math, I've got two, two and a half hours to finish recording this and then upload it. And it probably will take about an hour and 45 to upload. So, um... Two and a half, yeah. So, ideally, if I can get this done, if this if this can be under thirty five minutes, or if this can be on and around thirty five minutes, great. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I might just quickly ramble and speak. Um, try not to extend it, but um, hopefully, hopefully this should be right. And also, I've I've gone with the hoodie once again, and I didn't realize it's thirty degrees in Melbourne. So um, I, I I've gone I've <laughs> I've gone with um I've gone with the hoodies for pretty much every podcast as you can probably tell because it's been <clears throat> it's been relatively um it's been relatively good weather um in terms of like hoodie weather now it's just not and I'm sweating so um I'll tell you what I might do because I'll tell you what I might do I'm gonna quickly pause this turn the aircon on and come back I'm okay that's that this is what you call great podcasting this is called great preparation I'm just gonna Turn the aircon on. I'll be back. It'll be. It won't be a moment. Okay, we're back. The aircon's on, and the vent for the aircon is literally right above me. So hopefully this cools me down, and I can get through this without passing out. Um, yeah, hopefully we can get that done. I'm still very sick, as you could probably kind of tell by my voice. I think I've got a chest infection, but I I can't be bothered to go and find out. So we're just gonna have to battle through, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's let's kick things off. Should we go with... Uh, let, let's wrap up what happened. What the fuck happened. And then we'll go on the group stage and then we'll preview. I think that's a good way to do it. So, there was, of course, the, fi- the, the last simultaneous kickoffs of the World Cup happened this morning or last night or the most recent time football was on. And it was drama, to to say the absolute least. Drama. And do, do you expect anything less from the World Cup? I don't think you do. Now, let's speak about... I, I want to I speak about... Let's speak about the two o'clock kickoffs: South Korea, Portugal, Uruguay, Ghana. Now, we all we all knew there was going to be drama. We all knew there was going to be drama, and <clears throat> basically the equation was Uruguay win and hope Portugal get a result. They're through. Ghana win. They're through. Ghana draw and Ghana draw and South Korea don't win. They're through. There were the equations. Portugal were going to finish top regardless, I think. 
yeah, Portugal are going to finish top regardless. Unless, okay, unless Ghana won 3 0. Um, <clears throat> so, you, th- th- those were the equations. And we all knew something was going to happen. We all knew something was going to happen because of the, the Uruguay Ghana thing. And this is, this is a thing that, this is a rivalry that has stemmed from football and only like, and, and has built up from football. It's a 12 year in the making. And we all knew there was going to be drama, right? We all knew there was going to be drama. The games, both games kick off. And it was Andre Ayew who missed the penalty um, within the first 20 minutes, which if you could have written a script, you probably wouldn't have started it any more cruelly or, any, or, any more heart, in, or in any more heartbreaking fashion than what you did in that. Uh, the penalty was awarded. Darwin Nunes gets a yellow card for scuffing the penalty spot, which is just marvellous. Ayew misses, and then, and then within a matter of 10 minutes, Ghana are 2-0 down. D. Arakesta, D. Arasketa, gee, that's that's ossifying the name if I've ever heard one, but um, Arasketa, maybe. Um, he he, I haven't really seen him play at all, to be honest. Um, I think he plays in the Argentinian league, but um, he's yeah, I, I saw obviously both goals were, both goals showed that he's a that he's a pretty good talent. So he obviously scored both, put Uruguay in the lead, and at the same time Portugal were one nil up. Ricardo Horta, um, which is which is a funny name if, if you can speak Greek. Um, Horta scored for for Portugal within five minutes, but then Guan or Kim Yang Guan, I think I say pronounce it, equalised after twenty seven minutes. And both games went into both games went into into the half very evenly put or very poised for something to happen. And Uruguay, in the knowledge that Portugal should at least hold on for at least a draw against South Korea, should all they really needed was to just hold on to their result. Ghana needed to come from behind to win in order to in order to get their result in order to get them through. And it was a game of it was it was the definition of high school or like primary school like lunchtime soccer pettiness. That's what it was because. As the games, as the game ticked on, and as the as the minutes ticked on, Ghana came to the realization that we're probably not going to be able to score three, so we're out. And if we're out, we're going to take Uruguay out with us. And they pretty much started to waste time. They were making defensive subs. I'm pretty sure they made a couple of defensive subs, if I'm not mistaken. They were, um, yeah, they brought they brought on, who's who's this bloke? Isakwai, yeah. So like they're bringing off, they're bringing off Mohamed Kudus. They're they're, they're making defensive minded changes. Um, about about maybe just after the seventieth minute where they realize right, they probably can't get get three goals and praying for a South Korea, praying for a South Korea winner. And and it was it was raptures in I don't remember I don't know what city it was in but. When when Hyunmin Son plays through Juan He Chang and scores in the ninety first minute, all of a sudden the group is flipped on its head. All of a sudden, South Korea going through, Uruguay out, and Ghana get there. And obviously the full time whistle sounds, and Ghana get their Ghana get their revenge. Now, for those who don't know. For those who potentially don't understand the context behind why Ghana Uruguay is such a big game, I don't, I don't, I think you would be able, I think you would understand if you listen to the podcast. But for context, I'll explain it. Back in, basically back in two thousand and ten, 
Ghana were in the quarterfinals versus Uruguay. 128th minute, Ghana sending across, sending a, sending across. It's a goal mouth scramble. There's a header on goal, which is going in in the 120th minute to win Ghana the game and send them to the semi-finals. Before Luis Suarez handballs it on the line to stop it from going in. Red card penalty. Asamojian for Ghana misses the penalty. And then Uruguay beat Ghana on, on the in the penalty shootout. That obviously followed it. So this... And, and, and Ghana have not forgiven Suarez, have not forgiven him, and they have not forgiven Uruguay. And now I don't think Uruguay are going to forgive Ghana because this is a sporting... This is a rivalry. Sorry. <coughs> How's that? This is a rivalry that has been 12 years in the making. This is something that only football can produce, only football can do. Uruguay and Ghana, two countries which historically have had nothing to do with each other, but at this moment they despise each other. It, it the pl- the seeds were planted in twenty ten. They've come to spirit in two thousand and twenty two. Spirit's even a word. And it, it, it like yeah, the the seeds planted in twenty ten, and then twenty twenty two the seeds have flourished into whatever the hell last night was. It, it, it's a perfect storm of drama, agony, ecstasy, pettiness, revenge. This almost anti-hero level of hatred and this drama and this kind of soap opera storyline surrounding football. Ghana praying a South Korea goal goes in so they can hold on to the 2-0 loss and knock Uruguay out, wasting time despite being 2-0 down. It's a thing only football can do, and it's one of, if not the best things about this tournament, and it's one of, if not the best things about this sport, is that it can it can make people unhinged. It can create these storylines, this drama between two countries who really should have nothing to do with each other. Ghana and Uruguay have nothing to do with each other, for, for like in my knowledge anyway, and this hatred that has was brewed in two thousand and twenty in two thousand and ten, and has kind of erupted in 2022 where Ghana sacrificed themselves in order to take Uruguay with them to see South Korea go through it's marvellous it's chef's kiss good it's so good it is it's football it is football and it's agony it's ecstasy it's heartbreak it's adulation it's all within one it's all within a matter of minutes because you go from the scenes in the Ghana Uruguay game where maybe 30 seconds before South Korea score the winner Ghana is sitting there thinking, fuck, we're out, and Uruguay going through. Not only are we out, but Uruguay going through. We've let them beat us in this game, and they've, and they've gone through. After we missed a penalty in the first half, for then for Uruguay to think, all right, all we need to do is just sit back, not concede three goals in 10 minutes, and we're through. And then the South Korea goal goes in, and then Uruguay are on their heels. Fuck, we need to score one more goal. And Ghana are like, we're out. Uruguay are out. We're just going to hold on to this 2-0 loss. It's 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 beautiful. It is genuinely beautiful. Like the pettiness from Ghana I respect the kind of the I wouldn't say it's not backstabbing, but it's the 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 memory of Ghana I respect so much. And a lot of people had their eyes on this game um pre-tournament especially considering Ghana and Uruguay two sides who really could have got through the group. It's just beautiful. It's just fucking unbelievable. It's so good. And um, yeah, it's one of those things. Huh? One of those things. I mean, when you look at 
When you look at South Korea, Portugal, I mean, Portugal played a heavily rotated team. Not heavily rotated, but a, but a rotated enough team. <clears throat> Jean Mario, Ricardo Horta, Vitinha, Ruben Neves, and Matias Nunez surrounded Cristiano Ronaldo, who got subbed off um, at about the hour mark, I think it was. Um, yeah, he got subbed off at just after the hour mark and was told to hurry up by one of the South Korean players, which just makes things even better. Um, of course, again, the scenes in that game where the full-time whistle sounds in, in the South Korea-Portugal game and the South Korea players are in the huddle on their phones like this, waiting to find out what's going to happen um, <clears throat> in the other game and waiting for the full-time whistle to sound and then the scenes after it were ma- magnificent. It's just it's just beautiful. It's just phenomenal. You can't put it any other way. You cannot put it any other way. Football. Football is the best. Football is... Un- it's You can't match it. You can't match it. And for it to happen in that manner is just superb. It's just superb. And, um, this would be one of the best World Cups. Definitely the best World Cup in my memory so far to date anyway. Um, the storylines, the drama, the upsets. I, I It's weird. I'm a bit conflicted because I am a man who loves the elite. I'm like like if you offered me a if you offered me a kind of I don't know if you offered me a Senegal versus USA final in in comparison to a Spain versus Spain versus Argentina or Spain versus Brazil or England versus Brazil I would take the elite I would take the best teams right because I like to see the elite I like the drama I like the 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 quality as well but even I can't even I can't be helped but get swept up in the underdog stories and swept up in the drama and the storylines and the emotion. Because um, it's what makes football football. It's what makes football the best sport in the world. It's what makes football absolutely unmatched in any realm of any human life. Unra- unmatched. Um, you can't beat it. You literally cannot beat it. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on to to the six o'clock games. Slightly less dramatic. Um, slightly less dramatic. Um, so yeah, slightly less dramatic kind of event, but <coughs> it of course was Brazil, Cameroon, Switzerland, Serbia. Brazil beat uh, Brazil lose to Cameroon in the ninety first minute. Vincent Abubakar scores and then takes his top off and then gets sent off because he forgot he got booked. Beautiful, and then Serbia, Switzerland, S- Switzerland take the lead. Serbia hit back and. Um, score Serbia hit back and um, what's it called Serbia hit back and bloody fucking get take the lead before you know, Serbia before Switzerland hit back again and take the lead through Brillen Bolo I think it was um, through Brillen Bolo I think maybe just before the just after the half time no Re- Re- Brillen Bolo scored the scored the equaliser and then <clears throat> Remo Fula scored just before the 50th minute mark and and then the full time whistle sounded on both games after that and, and Switzerland go through second place Brazil top Cameroon third and Serbia fourth look at Serbia Serbia are a side that were the dark horses they were definitely my dark horses I had them going to the quarters um, but they finished rock bottom of the group with only one point yeah it's it's um it's you can't get them all right you can't get them all right it's one of those things hey where you can't really get them all right and you can't um you can't expect you can't expect to be right all the time and yeah it, it's apologies for that um yeah it's 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 one of those one of those beautiful things isn't it where 
you you have to you have to smile and you have to kind of admit you have to eat your own words and say yeah I got it, I got it bang on wrong I think a lot of people got it wrong as well so I'm not I'm not I'm not all that um upset by it um if you think about it I'm not all that upset by it a lot of people got it wrong but um yeah and then you look at Cameroon I mean Cameroon shocked a lot of people in my opinion I didn't think that they would um I didn't think that they would um I didn't think that they would get as far as what they I didn't think they'd do as well as what they did I should say um they obviously had a had a pretty good um pretty good first game against switzerland they lost but they only, they only lost one nil it was a pretty dull game of course the game with serbia was unreal um and they beat brazil so credit to them they oh uh, they are in a very similar vein to to tunisia beating the best team in the in the in the um being the best team in the group in their group but not going through um which is quite which is quite funny um, but yeah, they, there you go. If Serbia had scored one more goal, oh no, if Serbia had scored one more goal. Oh no, what 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 would have, I don't know what it would have been, but um, if we can just look at yellow cards, if Serbia had scored one more goal, I don't know what would have happened. Does it go to head to head? Because say Serbia score a ninetieth minute equaliser. That would put that would put Switzerland and Cameroon on the same points, same goal difference, same goal scored, same goals conceded, same yellow cards. I think it would have to go down to head to head. Which I mean, there you go, Switzerland. Switzerland would then have advanced. But fuck, that would have been insane if Serbia had scored. Uh, who what would happen there? I don't know. But um, there you go. It's one of those things, huh? One of those things where you just have to um imagine what could have happened. Because it's, yeah, like, I keep saying it's one of those things, because I am still in a little bit of shock by all of these results. I am still in a little bit of, like, how the fuck has this happened? Because it's, like, I can't really explain it. Like, Brazil, Brazil are weird, aren't they? They lose the Cameroon, beat Serbia 2-0, beat Switzerland 1-0. Didn't really look all that convincing in Switzerland. They need Neymar back. That's what I spoke about. They definitely need Neymar back. Because without him, they look a completely different team. Completely different team. So <clears throat> I don't know what that's gonna. I don't know what that's gonna. Um, I don't know what that's gonna mean for their knockout stages. I don't know whether he's gonna be back. Of course, they do versus South Korea, which is um we've seen definitely not definitely not a, definitely not an easy game in the slightest. So um yeah. It's it's football, isn't it? It's football. I think I think I'm done in terms of those two. Like I said, I want to get this out quickly. I want this to be like 35 minutes. I apologize if you wanted a longer episode, but um, don't have the time. Don't have the time to be honest. Um, I want to get this out. I don't I don't want this to be out at four o'clock. Put it that way. I, I try. I want to get this out as quickly to two o'clock as possible. Um, I just want to speak about both. Like, I just want to speak about football. Let me just speak about football. I do this a lot. Hence the podcast, right? Like, how can you... You can't beat it. You can't. It's... It's one of, if not the best... Like, I'm a bit in shock still. I love it. I like... No shit. That's why I fucking do a podcast about it. But... For the longest time, I I was swept up. I I didn't really pay... Not too much attention, but I I was swept up in the... In the big teams, in, in the players, in the Messi's, the Ronaldo's. I didn't really take a lot of interest in the storylines. But now this World Cup has taught me something, and that is football isn't football isn't for these people. That's not what the game is for. That's not who the game is for. That's not what the game is about. The game the football isn't about this. 
It's about this. It's about 70% to 20%. That's what it is. Because they're the best stories. They're the best moments. They're the... They're the moments that capture the imagination of literally every person in the world. Because Australia Australia beating Denmark isn't the World Cup final, right? I'm just going to give an example. But it fits in that 70 to 20% bracket where you can just capture the heart of a nation. It can capture the hearts of so many people. And when I, when I speak about football, especially on Twitter, and I mean... I mean, if if you're not if you're not Australian, you won't understand what I'm about to say. But AFL Twitter is so insecure, <laughs> so insecure, it's so threatened, it's so funny. Um, some parts of AFL Twitter, I should say, um, they're so threatened by our by by the world game. It's funny. It's very funny. But um, pe- people always say, "Oh, it's it's hard. It's soccer's boring. You, you watch ninety minutes, and you might not even get to see a goal." It's not about that. Like it's not about that because you, it's it's not about the goals. Like it's not about the goals. It's not about the the players. It's about the story, and it's about what it means. Like every single big game has this underlying, has this underlying story throughout it. Whether it's a player, like a story of a player, whether it's a story of a team, story of both teams, story of a, of, a, of a stadium, of a city. There's this backdrop to pretty much every football game that if you understand, if you research that, like everyone can understand soap operas. Everyone can understand soap operas. Everyone can understand drama. It's why stuff like, it's why stuff like WWE exists, right? And wrestling exists because drama and soap operas appeal to pretty much every person on the planet. So you can just like ignore the wrestling and just pay attention to the story. If you don't like wrestling, right? Or if you don't like the art of wrestling, you just pay attention to the soap opera, to the storylines, and then you get invested that way. And then slowly, slowly, you start to become a, like a little bit affiliated and like start to find the love of wrestling, right? It's the same with football. It's exactly the same with football. It's granted there is a lot, a lot more of a, obviously it's real versus not real, and there's obviously very different. But if you don't like if you don't like the game. In terms of if you don't like 90 minutes of 22 people um, kicking a ball around trying to score into another goal, right? Get look at the look at the stories, especially this World Cup. It's been littered with them, littered with the stories. I mean, we saw we literally Ghana Uruguay, Ghana 2010 semi final bound Suarez handballs it on the line, red card penalty Asimovian for Ghana. Ghana's best player pretty much or, or almost their best player misses the penalty. Then the penalty shootout. Gian takes the first penalty, scores the scores one of the fucking best penalties you're ever gonna see in the shootout, and then, and then they miss the they the, Ghana miss the first penalty. Uruguay score. They miss again, you and then for for Uruguay to win it, I can't remember who it was. If I quickly just want to want to um quickly just want to get a game. Quick quickly 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 if I can quickly find it, um. It was Sebastian Abreu, Sebastian Abreu, who, so yeah, so if I let me just go from the start, like if you're not invested, if you're not invested in the game, if you don't like the game, look at the stories. And this Ghana Uruguay game has the perfect story. Twelve years ago, twelve years ago, Ghana Uruguay quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup. Ghana last chance, cross into the box, header is goal bound. It's going to go in. Uruguay, Ghana are going to beat Uruguay and go to the semi-finals, 
and to Luis Suarez handballs it on the line, a red card penalty. Asamojian steps up to take the penalty for Ghana to send him to the semi-finals with the last kick of the game, and he hits the crossbar and he misses. Then the penalty shootout, of course, follows it straight away. Asamojian takes the first penalty for Ghana and scores a brilliant penalty. It goes all the way to 3-2 in Uruguay's favour. John Mensah has a chance to equal equal the shootout 3-0 and to pretty much send it into sudden death. He misses. Uruguay have a chance to win the penalty shootout, I think. Or, got, or Uruguay have the chance to get on match point. Maxi Pereira misses. Then, then Ghana miss their next penalty. So it's now match point Uruguay again, somehow. Despite despite three penalty misses in a row, it's match point Uruguay. Sebastian Aburo steps up with a chip Penenka goal. He has he scored 90% of his penalties with that Penenka down the middle. One of the most audacious penalty kicks you're ever going to see. He scored 90% of his penalties with that exact same technique that Ghana goalkeeper didn't do his homework. Didn't know what penalty he was going to take. And then 12 years later, 12 years later, Ghana awarded a penalty at the start of the game. They missed the penalty. Within 10 minutes, they find themselves 2-0 down. All the way up until the 90, all the way up until the 91st minute, Ghana are going to have to live with this heartbreak again of being knocked out by Uruguay, seeing Uruguay advance to the next stage at, at because of them, because they can't win. And at... Knock, Uruguay knocked Ghana, not, uh, knocking Ghana out for the second time while advancing to the next round for the second time until the 91st minute where they get the fucking notification on their phone from FOTMOB or whatever where South Korea score and then all of a sudden roles reversed. Uruguay need to score. Ghana, who are already out, are holding on to a 2-0 loss in order to take Uruguay with them out of the group stage in order to take them and knock them out with them. You can't beat it. There's no storyline like it. There's no soap opera like it. It's it's beautiful. It's fucking... It's unbelievable. It's unreal. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to, to reacting to my group predictions as what I just... As what this whole thing podcast was. So I'm just going to go through the groups. I'm just going to go through... Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to go through... Um, each group of mine and, and go through and what they actually finish. So group A, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a rating out of 10 based on each group. Not because of where they finished, but because of how I finished up. Okay. <clears throat> Netherlands, Qatar, Senegal, Ecuador. Great. Um, of course, that ended up finishing Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, Qatar. Because I had Qatar getting out of the group, I don't think this can be more than a five. I'm going to go I'm gonna go a four. I'm going to go a four. That was terrible. Terrible. Group B, England, USA, Iran, Wales, 10-10-10. How good am I? How good am I? I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Predicted that, spot on, perfect. Argentina, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, Poland. That, of course, finished Argentina, Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia. Because of the way it ended, and because it could have been very, very different on the last day, I'll give myself a six. If 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 Mexico score one more goal, I'll probably give myself a seven. Group Group D, Denmark, Australia, France, Tunisia. Now it's a ten for predicting Australia to go through. It's a zero for predicting Denmark and for predicting Denmark to go through and France to not go through, and it's probably a five for predicting Tunisia to finish fourth. So I think that averages out to. We, we'll say we'll say a five and a half for that group. Say five and a half for that group. 
Um, yeah, we'll say five and a half for that group. Group E. Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. <coughs> I think Japan finished third in that group, didn't they? Costa Rica would have finished last. They did, they did, they only won one game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay. Um, Japan, Japan finished top, but... I'll give myself a six for that. I'll give myself a six for that one. I'll give myself a six. I'll give myself a six. Group F. Belgium, Croatia, Canada, Morocco. Zero. Nah, not zero. I'll, I'll, I'll go with a three. Of course, Belgium didn't go through. Morocco finished top. Croatia finished second, which I predicted, funnily enough. Canada finished bottom. Um, yeah, we'll go four for that one. No, that's not good. Group G. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Not good either. Not good either. Switzerland a good match. I saw this. I think Michael Cox tweeted this. Who's um fantastic journalist for the Athletic. He was like, um, he was like, Switzerland's are always ten percent better than anyone expect them to, expected them to be, which is really the biggest compliment in football, because you're like, oh, we thought you were bad, but you're actually good. It's like, oh, thanks. Um, so yeah, uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. That of course finished Brazil. Um, Brazil, Switzerland, Cameroon, Serbia. I put too much faith in Serbia. I put way too much faith in Serbia. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Four. Not good enough. Not good enough. And then the next group, Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, Ghana... Just swap Uruguay and Ghana around and swap Uruguay and South Korea around and I've got us bang on. Um, give myself a six. I'll give myself a six for that one. Okay. Now let's let's change up. Let's predict. Let's go through and predict the, the knockouts, right? Because I'll I'll predict the rest of the knockouts just in actually should I? No, no. I'll react to my knockouts for what it were. Um, after, I think I should say. In terms of like, I'll react to my knockouts around. React to my round sixteen predictions after the round sixteen finishes. But um, yeah. Okay, we're ticking over thirty minutes, so I guess it's time to speak on. I think it's time to speak on um. Speak on the game, isn't it? 6 a.m. Australia Argentina. Um, I wanted I wanted to leave some time at the end to to speak about this. Um, yeah, it's um, it's Judgment Day. It's the biggest day in Australian football since 2006, probably maybe 2015. Asian Cup takes it, but I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel the nerves, the excitement, the adrenaline. Um, this just feeling right here, like in my sternum. Um, I'm I'm a bit nervous. I'm I'm a bit I'm very nervous, which is weird because. But I'll tell you what it is. It's it's not. So I spoke about this when I spoke about the game. When I spoke about the game against Peru, I sp- I spoke about nerves, but I spoke about a different type of nerves. For the game against Peru, it was nerves of we cannot lose. Like, we cannot lose. Against Peru, we couldn't lose. 
It was a non-negotiable. We had to win. And the nerves that I felt because of that, because of the feeling of, fuck, we can't lose. I was I was tying myself up in knots about it, right? And it made me sick. Whereas these these type of nerves are excitement. Because it's it's um it's the feeling of we have a chance here. In terms of I'm not saying like we have a chance to win. Like I'm not saying we like we have oh we have a we have a very good chance of winning. I mean we have a chance to do something and to do something that will never be forgotten ever and it it's because of a certain player that is lining up in the in the blue and white Australia are in a position to end Messi's final World Cup tournament final chance at getting that elusive World Cup trophy and, he, and and his final chance at football immortality and potentially being the undisputed greatest of all time, Australia have a chance to take that away from him and to take that away not only from him, not only from Argentina, but for the world. And look, I said pre-tournament, if I could, if I, I said pre-tournament, if I could... Write a World Cup final that didn't involve Australia or didn't inv- or didn't involve England winning because that would mean I'm right and I like being right more than anything. It would be Argentina Portugal. It would be Ronaldo Messi. It would be. It would be. The 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 greatest football game of all time. It'd be the greatest football game of all time. And that obviously can still happen. Both Argentina and Portugal needed. Did what they needed. What did what they needed to do, in order to um in order to ensure that that was a possibility. Both teams won their group. Both teams are on the opposite side of each other in terms of the draw. So the only way that they can verse each other is all the way in the final. And have you seen those memes on TikTok where it's like, or that trend on TikTok maybe before the tournament where it was ninety nine percent of me wants Australia to win, but that one percent. That's what it was for me, right? But, but there, there's nothing more. You got, you got, you got to put these fair. You got to put these fantasies aside, and you got to put these. You got to put these kind of. You got to put this kind of <clears throat> miracle talk or, kind of imagine talk out of your mind and think. If Australia beat Argentina. I spoke about this, and I don't want to get a, I don't want to get carried away. I do not want to get carried away in the slightest. The lead is well and truly on. But if Australia beat Argentina, and I'm saying if, in in all capital letters, size four thousand font, with sixty five exclamation marks, if Australia, if Australia, beat Argentina, they would then verse the USA or Netherlands, who aren't as good as Argentina. We couldn't do it, could we? We couldn't do it, could we? Why can't we? It's starting to get re- re- very real. It's starting to get very real. Um, it's going to be the biggest 
maybe 2015 Asian Cup aside, the biggest football game I'll ever watch in terms of my, in terms of like Australian in particular. Um, I just, the get down to Fed Square for in Melbourne, get down to any live sites in Australia because don't let anyone tell you this, this country isn't a footballing nation and um, I can guarantee you the scenes on the scenes at 6am tomorrow morning will prove that Australia is a footballing nation and I, I said this I, I was at a 21st last night and I spoke about this with, with someone there and um, it was yeah Australia can win like we can win obviously we can right I'm not saying we will but we, we can win right obviously of course it's, it's football right it's not, it's not that. It's if Australia take the lead, forget about it. Forget forget about it. Forget about it. If Australia take the lead in this game, take the scenes for the game against France and multiply it by 1,000. Let alone if we win. Think about it. Uh, the, this World Cup is throwing up upset after upset. So World Cup's throwing up upset after upset, and why can't I throw up another one? Why can't I throw up another one? If it goes to pens, uh, I, I, forewarning, if it goes to pens in any regard, I might not be here tomorrow. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Like, I don't think my heart... Like, I hope I, don't, I hope nothing bad happens. Knock on wood, right? But I just, like, it means that much. Like, it means that much. Because if you've... I mean, if you've been on Twitter in the past 24... If, if you've been on Twitter in the past 48 hours, you'll know just how... Just how much this means to so many people. And... we get through the lid is well and truly off if we get through but right now it's well and truly on i just want to give my thoughts on that um yeah let's 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 there's of course another game there's netherlands usa um once again i'm just gonna give my prediction without giving any um without giving any kind of reasoning <coughs> i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with We were two one Netherlands after extra time. Two one Netherlands after extra time. Okay, we're done. We're done. I said for to tick over forty nine minutes. We're just just on forty nine minutes. Slightly shorter, slightly more rushed. I just wanted to get this out before two o'clock, um, and then get myself mentally prepared for the game tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's podcast will be will be me in tears, probably just regardless of what happens, will be me in tears, um, but. Look out if we win tomorrow. Look out. Okay. Thank you all very much for watching. Another episode of Two Foot Attacker Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Tarkos. Make sure you do. I don't think I plugged at the start. I don't think I plugged anything at the start. Um, yeah. All the links are in the description of YouTube. Relevant social links um, in the description of YouTube. Subscribe. Notification bell as well on YouTube because of the erratic upload times that this World Cup has obviously given me. Um, and also just in case I do any clips, I upload any clips. Um, you can... Um, you can, just in case I do any upload any clips, then there you go. 
um, you can you know when that, when those are out. Make sure you follow on on all the socials. Two for Attack Podcast or pretty much anywhere, um, except Facebook because dinosaur. Um, yeah, come on Australia, come on Australia. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Leave your predictions in the comments below. Um, how good's football? Come on, Australia. I, I don't want to end this because that means I'm getting closer to the fucking game. Okay, I'm just going to this. Thank you for watching. See you guys tomorrow. Manifest positive for the soccer is in the comments below. Um, yeah, see you tomorrow. Goodbye.